then tell a merchant like, hey, we have this user, they're from this place, this sort of uh, demographic, is this something that's of interest of you? And then the basic, the merchant could say like, yes. And You're listening to Caffeinated with host Nathan Resnick, the show where we help companies level up their customer service to turn this expense into a profit center so you can increase revenue and drive customer happiness. Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated. My name is Nathan Resnick, your host. Today, we're joined by Keith from Prize Out. Keith, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nathan. So first question we always ask is what kind of coffee do you drink, Keith? So I'm currently drinking uh, Diablo from uh, Lagro Roasting, um, but I use this really interesting service called Bottomless that uh, basically t- sends me coffee every time that my uh, weight gets to a certain level on my beans. Um, and so it's one of the options that they have, but they have quite a selection. I'm a huge wow. fan of Bottomless, though. So, I need yeah. to check out Bottomless. You sound like a pro yeah. coffee drinker, and I've got a French friend <laughs> that I'm not quite on the Bottomless level, so I'm going to check yeah. that out. Well, it awesome. just makes the buying buying easy, right? I don't have to worry about it. It just shows yeah. up. So it's great. Wow. That is cool. I love that. It's all about convenience. So yeah. before we dive in, I want to learn more about your backstory. How did you you know, come to be the head of customer experience at, at PrizeOut? Yeah, sure. So um, I first got involved in support back in the early 2000s working for an uh, e-commerce company. Um, we were selling shoes online and on eBay, actually, at the time. And uh, I built this uh, customer support team for them at that time in our early 20s, just trying to figure it out. We were all trying to figure out the internet at that time, basically, and how to run a business on it. Um, but that was kind of my start in support. And then kind of had a, a eclectic background where I was an equities trader at one point, ran operations um, for another e-commerce company, and then um, was a stay-at-home dad, actually, for about five years, which was really awesome. And then um, got the opportunity to come on to Prize Out, um, who was looking to uh, build and expand their support team. And um, so I've been with Prize Out now for three years. That's awesome. That's super cool. So, what does Prize Out do exactly for those that don't know? Yeah, sure. So, Prize Out is an uh, we're an ad tech platform um, where we help. Uh, users who are coming from one of our partners get matched up with a merchant that's looking to acquire a certain user or try to um, basically we hold an auction going on behind the scenes where we have a certain user that would come in and they would, we can then tell a merchant like, Hey, we have this user. They're from this place, this sort of uh, demographic. Is this something that's of interest of you? And then we basically, the merchant could say like, yes. And we basically then offer the uh, user the ability to um, redeem their funds and however they got those in the form of a gift card. And then we pass along bonus value along with that. So whatever the merchant's sharing with us, we'll then pass that along to a um, user as well. Um, But the real main goal is for users and merchants to um, find each other and uh, develop a, a relationship with each other and grow from there. Got it. That's awesome. So in terms of, I guess, for listeners, the size or scale of prize out, you know, what kind of, I guess, metrics can you share around, you know, just to give people a picture of kind of the org that you're supporting? Yeah. So, uh, right now we're a little over 50, uh, people within our company. Um, so within the support team, I run about five. Um, it just depends here and there. Um, and we have some people come in and out basically, um, depending on volume as things go. Um, so it's, uh, we're, we're in the startup phase of our company and so, and, and growing, but from the, um, support side, we're about five people. 
That's awesome. That's cool. And what, what tools yeah. do you run on? Yeah. So currently we use Zendesk, uh, for all of our tickets, um, which we like a lot. Um, and we think it, it really helps us from a, being able to not only answer quickly also and efficiently. Um, we like the robust, robust tools and, and, um, we built our help center out of it, which helps us, you know, with ticket mitigation and then also and um, self-help. And then also the reporting side of things, they all provide us metrics um, so that we can make sure that we're being efficient and uh, providing a great experience for our users. That's awesome. Yeah, I think Zendesk is kind of the premier support software that a lot of teams are yeah. using. Yeah. Um, and yeah, actually, when I when it evolved, right? Yeah, when I was first uh, starting out, like back in the early 2000s, we were using Outlook, right? And like wow. writing a bunch of signatures and using functionality. So. Uh, it's definitely a little bit different than uh, than than what I used to used to work on. So, yeah, I bet, I bet. So, I'm curious is is all of your support org in house domestic? Are they worldwide? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? You know, there's kind of that common debate amongst you know VPs and executives of you know should we hire full time in house? Should we work with a a outsourcing shop? Should we try to hire directly? You know, in the Philippines, what are what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, initially, and we're currently still in all in house uh, completely. Um, some of that is just to do with as we are, you know, growing within the company, it's having an understanding of what our users need and what's best. And so having that in house is great, because we get a lot of information. And then we have a really responsive product and tech team. So we're able to funnel information and have conversations to make whatever updates we need to make. The other side of it too is we deal a lot with a lot of sensitive information with gift card codes and things of that nature. Um, and so, from a security standpoint, at this point, we you know want to keep that in house. Um, I do think about expanding out um, and per perhaps international, but that's from a tiered standpoint, right? Where we have a firm understanding of what our frontline support is like where maybe we don't have shared information, but it then follows some sort of escalation pattern. So it's something that we we think about and we're not completely opposed to. We just haven't grown into it yet. Makes sense. And is all your support done over email or do you also provide chat and phone support? And kind of how has Prize Out, you know, gone through the iteration of what channel to provide support through? Because, you know, there's some businesses that say, hey, we need phone support. Some say, you know, email is great you know, how has your team kind of deliberated between phone, chat, and email? Yeah, so at this point, we do phone and text support only. Um, a lot of times we have to do some sort of research into a certain problem or a certain issue that might arise. So we find that that gives us the ability to um, tackle whatever issue might come up a little bit better and then be able to get the problem resolved a little bit faster as, you know, on the phone, it's difficult and, you know, even chat, like customers or users want the answer right away, right? It's like, get this problem solved for me as quickly as possible. And sometimes we just need a little bit of buffer to solve that problem. Um, and so we've then been able to just do email and chat. The other thing that's interesting about us is we're B2B to C. So um, we have our users that come from partners and we have then users that we're delivering to merchants. And so we're managing not only the relationship with us and the user, but we're also managing the relationship with our partners and with the merchants. And so sometimes we're running support for those partners and merchants as well. 
Um, so we find that email allows us to better facilitate, Hey, like this is how you reach out and this is who you should reach out to, um, where we think, you know, we've, we've contemplated chat. Um, it's just a matter of like, that's still an immediate thing where we like to have that buffer, but that could probably be the next iteration, but email and text has worked well for us. Makes sense. I feel like with text and phone support, there are always some superhero support stories that come up. Are there any times that come to mind where, you know, either a business that you've interacted with or, you know, one of your team members or your own support org has gone above and beyond for a customer? Yeah, so it, it happens a lot when we're dealing with our partners that reach out. We're like, hey, we have this user that's having some sort of issue. And so um, a lot of times those are situations where it's, it's high leverage for them, too, because they're trying to get that. They're trying to manage that relationship with the user. And so, um, you know, being a startup, like you wear a bunch of hats and I have some guys that report to me that like they work all the time basically and are will jump on and do anything. Um, so, you know, be over the weekend, we have some sort of issue come up with a partner and they're reaching out to us and like, what's going on? Like our guys will jump on and take care of them, um, which is great. You know, it's the other side of it too, is like, I, coming from my background where I we used to sell shoes on eBay, like feedback used to be my life, right? Like you would not want to get a negative feedback at all. It was detrimental to a lot of different things, the algorithm to, you know, users bidding on your product. So I also love stories about, you know, we still get trust pilot reviews and anytime, you know, somebody has a poor experience and they leave a poor trust pilot review to be able to reach out, you know, to the user and to be able to help them get the issue resolved and then change that that experience to a five star as opposed to a one star has always been awesome um, for us. And it's, those are the ones that, that I remember the most. That's awesome. It's super cool. I think it's extremely important to instill that in a support organization of how do you, you know, go above and beyond for your customers. Yeah. I think a lot of that stems yeah. from having like an active feedback loop, whether it be through customer reviews or, you know, there's some ways you can gamify it. And I'm curious, I mean, how have you kind of organized or set up your support team to have an active feedback loop like that, where there are people on your team that are willing to go above and beyond for your partners or customers? Yeah. So I, I mean, one of them is we're not having to sell through our support. You know, I've been worked with other supports where we're selling, like this is just straight, like solving problems, um, which is my favorite part of support, to be honest. Um, but one of the things that I talk a lot about with my team is like, nobody's reaching out with us to say how awesome we are, right? Like we, somebody, somebody's reaching out to us. It's a point of friction, right? And like, they are probably frustrated about something. So from the jump, like we're in the process of trying to repair the relationship that we have with this user in some, in some way. So I speak a lot about that with my team of, Hey, these people have emailed us or sent us a text, like. They're not going to be happy about doing this anyway. So we need to be sure that we are making this a positive experience from the beginning um, and just having the mindset from the beginning of like, hey, we want them to come back and use our product again. And they're only going to do that if they leave this experience happy with the results that they're getting from our interaction that they're having with you and our support team. Um, and I've been very fortunate that like I have um, team members that are really, you know, they, they buy into that message and, and they hold on to it. And so, and then the other thing too, is like, you know, being in a startup, we all get to wear a bunch of hats and do a bunch of different things. So a lot of times what will end up happening is we have different projects that come up within our org 
And I like to get my team members ex exposed to different aspects of our company, um, just so that they have an understanding of what's going on. And that seems to really help with them, like being engaged, not only from the support side, but from the company side and, and, and to try really try to make prize out the best possible company and product that we can be. That's awesome. I think it's a lot about seeing the whole picture, right? Because if you have an organization yeah. that's siloed yeah. into, you know, sales, marketing, support, it's like, well, those teams can't see the whole picture then, right? And so how do you yeah. as a leader enable each part of your organization to see what's going on, you know, inside your whole business, not just inside their specific part yeah. of your business? And I think that is an ongoing challenge for executives and leaders. But at the end of the day, it's so crucial, especially in your support org, where a lot of times anything that they're hearing is just around problems. And, you know, they want to say, yeah. well, hey, I solved this problem. How are we going to you know, create this product fix to make it so this problem doesn't bounce back and continue to bounce back to me? Because I know this is a feature request that keeps coming up and it's obviously something we should do. And so, you know, where is it on our roadmap? Right. And that's, I think, really yeah. commonplace for a lot of support orgs is how do you have that active feedback loop to enable support to help, you know, guide product and marketing and sales. Right. Because it is such yeah. a crucial component to get a pulse on, on your, your customers. 100%. I'm, I'm really fortunate that like, especially at prize out where like our product and our tech team really care about the user experience. And so, and they also know the value that like, as being frontline support, like my team knows the live product better than the other orgs in our, our company, because we know how the users interacting with it and using it. Um, and so our product and tech teams, you know, we have multiple stand-up meetings a month where we're sharing information with them about what we're seeing. We provide stats and, you know, through our tagging systems and things of that nature saying like, Hey, this problem keeps coming up. What can we do about it? Is this an issue with our partner? Do we need to talk to our partner about it? Is this an issue with a merchant, you know, or right. is this a product issue? And they've been great at like being like, okay, let's tackle this. Um, you know, I, I tell people that we're in the ticket mitigation business, right. right. You know, in the sense of like, because sending an email is already you know what i alluded to sending an email is like it's a friction point within the relationship if we right. can limit that either by a product or a text fix the user experience is only going to be that much better yeah. like we're here to help repair the relationships but the product is the one that drives a really great customer experience definitely definitely i think that makes a lot of sense one question that is really top of mind for a lot of our listeners is how ai is going to impact support organizations. And so I'm curious, you know, has your team played around with any AI solutions? What do you as a leader think of AI? What What's your pulse on AI and support? We've demoed it. Um, I can definitely see it early on being like tier, you know, first tier frontline support where it's basically starting to figure out the escalation pattern of a ticket, right? Like there are gonna be certain things that it's just gonna read and be able to say like, here's the answer. Um, which that's really exciting, right? Um, at least in like text and in like um, email as well. You know, I've I've read about and I've heard a couple of like product demos on like the phone side of things, which is really interesting. But it still gets you into a phone side of a support system where it has to escalate somewhere at some point. And you're going to have to man. Like I, I think long term, you're still going to have to have somebody sitting behind that like steps in and says like, okay, I'm I'm solving this for it and. I'm curious too about the user interaction with it, right? You know, I I think that users are smart and they'll start to pick up on the plays of AI, right? And 
you know, what is an AI bot going to do when somebody says like, are you an AI bot? Right. right. And so, and then if they say yes, they're going to be like, okay, I'm done. Like I want to speak to a human. Right. And so I think that that's going to be interesting. I, I think all the time about like, even now, like when you're doing like a call in menu, right. And you're just like, I just want to speak to a representative and they're like option five and you like hit it. And then you're finally like, right. just speak to a representative. Like I see AI getting to that. Even if the service is better, like I actually think that, it would provide a more consistent and better service long-term, but I'm not sure how users are going to want to interact with it at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think fundamentally people don't necessarily like interacting with bots. And so until AI yeah. can kind of get out of that bot loop, then it's going to be hard. And I think that's where yeah. like our team at caffeinated CX, we've really focused on, you know, building AI to superpower support teams rather than replace them. Mm -hmm. And that's where we see yeah. unlocks and like little features that we have, like, suggesting macros using AI where like, let's say your org has yeah. 50 or hundred macros, our AI can now determine yep. what's the best macro to use based on that customer question, which has been a huge win for a lot of support orgs that are using our yeah. software. So, you know, little things like that go a long way, but I do think, like you said, we're uh, in the first inning, but I don't think there's a time soon where AI is completely replacing a support org, you know, that's, that's uh, yeah. very far-fetched I'd say. I, I agree. I agree. You know, it, it's, it's, I like the um, assistance of AI a mm -hmm. lot, right? And especially from a training standpoint, that means you can onboard and get somebody up a lot faster and have them have the ability to know more about what you're knowing, right? Like we all can come into a ticket and read a ticket. We kind of take the tone or the structure, maybe the issue a little bit differently where to have like consistency, right? You know, a lot of my training is with my team isn't necessarily like how to answer a ticket. It's like, what is the ticket actually saying? Like, what do I think that the, the, the user is complaining about? Sometimes it's a little hidden or like, what's the, if they, if we answer this one way, how are they going to come back? Whereas I think AI, the more we can train, it will help, you know, orgs just be able to have this assistant for their teams. And you can then onboard someone so much faster and get them going. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's the key. Well, Keith, thank you so much for coming on caffeinated. If people want to get in touch, where can they find you and when can they, where can they learn more about prize out? Yeah, sure. So prizeout.com, um, you can check out our, our products, our, our product. Um, I can be found on LinkedIn, um, just Keith Welch, or you can email me at Keith at prizeout.com. I'd love to answer any uh, questions or have any chats about customer service. It's a, something I think about a lot. So Awesome, Keith. Well, thank you again for coming awesome. on Caffeinated and thank you everyone for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, comment, share with a friend. It really helps and we'll listen to you next time. Bye for now.